What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Hey guys, (laughs) welcome back to Unified, the show where we talk with real people that you see around me if you're on the video right now, who make a real difference in a fallen world. Not all pastors, but all of us are ministers. So we need to understand the word minister means servant and with us today i have you guys are familiar we'll start with pastor brett is here with us today brett how's it going going good it's good to be here looking forward to doing this all right and down we have miss tasha hart down here in the corner hi tasha how's things going for you absolutely wonderful awesome and miss lisa lambert right underneath me at least on my screen so uh, how's it going lisa it is great Amen. So today, we, me and Brett had talked here probably a month or so ago, and we were talking about how we need to get together. And Aaron, for those of you wondering where Aaron's at, we, we was trying to have Aaron on here as well. We are going to pray for Aaron because during the time of this recording anyway, he is still battling COVID and he didn't feel well. So we're going to be praying for him here today as well. But uh, so, But we all thought, well, let's get back together and let's just hash out what been going on because it's been about two months now since God moved the way he did in the tent in Jackson, Missouri. He's still moving, but uh, but it was a powerful time. I want to start. Uh, Brett, um, you were the one that had a video of pretty much what Aaron prophesied over you in the pre-ministry video that I had put up on our YouTube channel and our Rumble channels. So uh, talk about what's been going on with you, Brett. Well, there's a, there was a lot to what Aaron said. Uh, I'm still trying to unpackage some of it, trying to uh, see it, I, I guess, understand some of it. But since that night, there's been a – it was almost an immediate change that night, you know, in a lot of the ways that uh, God has been using me. Uh, it, it's really strange because, I mean, it literally was almost immediate, like pretty much that night, like something changed in me. And since then, you know, if you really have to go back and listen to the video and listen to everything that was said, because I can't even remember all of it. But just some of the things that he spoke over me, it was almost immediately like gifts that I never really walked in before and things like that have begun to emerge, I guess is the best way to say it. I mean, you can tell like there's it's God's not giving me everything all at once, which is, you know, God knows what he's doing. But you can begin to see like the beginnings of gifts that I've never walked in before. Just, you know, being able to to speak into people's lives and, to, uh, you know, God, God speaking things to me for other people and things like that. Just things that I never really experienced. And it was uh, it was more than that, I guess, though, just what he spoke to me. It was more of a wake up moment. Like when he spoke over me, it's like something was opened. My eyes were opened or my spiritual eyes were opened in a way they'd never been opened before. And I was able to see things. I've been able to see things a lot differently than I could before. And my eyes were, I was really shut off. And Trenton, you could probably attest 
response to this. You know, I, I was shut off to a lot of the things of the spirit that I didn't understand because I never experienced them before. And then it was that night that there was just so many things that happened that night that I don't want to say they were new to me because I, I'd been around them, but I was always just kind of like, hmm, you know, we'll wait and see God, <laughs> you know, one of those things. And, but there was so much that happened that night that, and God just threw me into it in a sense. And I just accepted it. Like it was just, it became normal to me. A lot of the, a lot of the things. And since that night, you know, it's, I don't want to call it fear, but, uh, maybe a hesitancy, I guess, towards some of the things of the spirit, you know, a lot of some of the things of God, there was a hesitancy there before where that's not there anymore. That's been removed. It's just been like, I don't even know why I ever had it type thing. You know, it's just been completely wiped away from me and it's just not there no more. It's just, God, I want more, you know, and and that, that's one of the things that Aaron had uh, spoke over me is that you've been praying for more, which he had no idea how he hit the nail on the head because that had been my prayer for, I don't know what, probably at least two years, Trenton, uh, at at least two years that I've been praying that God would use me. God, I want more of you. God put me in a place where I can be used. And I just wasn't seeing anything happen. And then I made the jump over from where I was uh, associate pastor over to Next Level Freedom Church now. And that's where it really began. But that night of the revival, so much changed with just in five minutes of him speaking over me, my whole life changed. And it was just amazing. It's like I can't ever imagine not not being where I am now. You know, I'm so I'm so happy where I am now because I see that these gifts are beginning to they're they're slowly growing you know, they're slowly getting stronger. I don't even know how, what the word is for that, what I'm trying to say, but it's like, God's not going to give you the full manifestation of the gift right away. He's, he's teaching me in it. You know, he's teaching me number one, how to, how to listen to him, how to be humble in it and how to make sure that everything that I do, it, it all glor- glorifies him. Cause that's, that's the main thing is that it glorifies him. But yeah, it's just, for me, it's been really exciting because I went from being completely hesitant towards so many things of God to now it's just like, I know you got more. What else is there? You know, g- give me something else. Give me something new tomorrow. So, and that that's really what happened to me. And, you know, if you watch that video and you see the things that took, uh, the things that were spoken over me and my wife, and he even spoke over my kids that night. And just some of the things that he spoke was just so amazing how he knew little Ella. He knew some of the things that, you know, God spoke it to him, but, you know, he was speaking the things that, uh, over her and over Taylor. And he was just hitting the nail on the head. And if, you know, God was there that night. And I think that night was God showing me that there's so much more to him than I understood, which I knew, I I knew there was more and I'd been praying for it. And that was the night that God just opened it all up to me and I began to see it. And I have noticed that growth that you're talking about. You're talking about me attesting to it, that uh, it's been, there's been more spoken words, more prophetic words given to people. Uh, Wednesday nights, we're seeing an increase in that even at Next Level Freedom Church. For those of you that are tuning and maybe you're not familiar with what we're talking about as far as revival, just make sure you check out the websites right there on your screen, nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. If you go to our media page and you'll go down the page, you'll see events of 2021. And if you click on Cross Connection, that's the one where we were all at. Uh, otherwise, you can check, look for us on YouTube, Next Level Freedom Church, or on our Rumble page, Next Level Freedom Church. And you can see what we're talking about. The video is actually called Pre-Ministry. Uh, oh, I done forgot. 
it's it's the pre-video of the ministry. So it's like right before he started speaking that night, there was a ministry that happened amongst the music. Uh, the spirit just started moving. We were singing that song, Holy Spirit. But any of that information or anything we're talking about, if you're curious about that, nextlevelfreedomchurch.com or nextlevelfreedomchurch.org, either one will take you to the same place. I do want to move down to Lisa, who's at the bottom of the screen here on my computer, because I remember looking up that same night and Lisa was drunk in the spirit, <laughs> and you could tell on the stage, and there ain't no high like a Holy Ghost high, because a Holy Ghost oh, high don't stop. So, uh, Lisa, tell us a little bit about what's happened in your life since October. Um, well, uh, I, too, had some uh, prophecy from, from the Lord through Aaron, and um, I, uh, to be honest with you, it was so overwhelming and, and powerful that I don't even remember everything that he said, which I... I wish we could have got, you know, that recorded because we had a party after the party. Did we not? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, but I know that since that night, um, the Lord has taken me through um, kind of like Brett said, a, a learning process. I'm being taught some things. Uh, I feel like uh, one of my key gifts is discernment of the spirits. And, um, you know, recently you guys are aware that recently I had an individual come stay with me. Um, and this, this woman was afflicted with demonic activity and, um, the Lord taught me a lot of things in that, but he also showed me that I was in disobedience by bringing this person in my house. And mm. I really, uh, I really believed that I was in the will of the Lord. Mm. This is how, this is how the, and the Lord taught me in this just, um, in the last couple of days, how, how the enemy knows his time is short and how easy it is to be deceived if we're not in the word of God and we're really truly not tuned in to the Lord's voice because mm -hmm. the enemy doesn't play fair. You know what I mean? And I really assumed, I really thought that I was in the will of the Lord and I wasn't. But since that night, um, the enemy has come at me and the Lord is teaching me, if that makes sense. Yeah. I've had a lot of stuff happen. Um my job has been absolutely, there's been so many breakthroughs at my job that I was struggling with. And the enemy was coming at me with things there that have completely uh, stopped um, and been thwarted because Satan cannot thwart the plans of the Lord. Um, and then there's things in my life, my everyday life that the Lord's walking me through that I thought I was in the will of the Lord and I was not. And that's humbling. You know, mm. I mean, I'll be the first to admit that uh, I'm not going to be prideful and try to act like, you know what I mean? I know everything going on and, and I hear the word of the Lord every day and um, that I'm in his will, you know, because I make mistakes. I'm human. Um, and I was not in the will of the Lord moving this person into my house. And I really believed I was and praise God. I have really good mentors that loved me and corrected me through that. And the word of the Lord corrected me. And, uh, but I was deceived, you know what I mean? And that's hard. That's hard for me to admit that um, I allowed myself to be deceived in that area because my heart was to help this person really, really wanted to see this person free. And um, I let my emotions get in the way is what it was. I wasn't, I, I, I was not listening to the Lord. I was listening to my emotions. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember we've actually uh, stood in the gap. You were just having some trouble at work. John Young, actually, you know, John, he yeah. uh, came forward. I don't remember. It's probably been a month or so ago now. And uh, he, he wanted to be anointed with oil and pray for you, stand in the gap for you. 
And we did that. And of course, we pray for everybody that you see on this. And I pray for Aaron as well. And all the other people that I have prayer requests for try to keep up with it. But so much has happened in just the lives of people. We're seeing a growth and but we're also seeing the attacks, just like Lisa was saying, we're seeing the attacks of the enemy. Wednesday night, we had a pretty good group of people, but we also had a lot of people out sick. And but God had everyone there who he wanted to be there and God moved like we knew he would. Brett gave a word and I believe the over abundant word that I kept hearing on October. What was it? The 23rd, I think when Aaron was there was more. And I think everyone I heard him prophesy in um, ivory as well. And Aaron and those I heard prophesying that word more kept coming up and wow. Tasha, <laughs> uh, what kind of stuff did you, I didn't get to see everything you were up to because I was in my own side of the tent having other stuff going on. What's been going on? What happened with you that night and what's been going on with you? First off, just listening to everyone kind of recap their experience, it, it it's just brought back so much emotion. <laughs> I'm sitting here hardly able to contain it because I feel like, man, I want to be back in that moment. It was <laughs> yeah. so awesome. So I'm just rejoicing right now on the inside that we all got to experience this. And, and I want to say thank you for bringing us together and allowing us to share and keep that momentum and and keep that fresh in our minds Um, because it does, it builds our faith. But for me, that revival like I said, there's so much that happened. I, we can't possibly recap it all in this this segment. But one of the things that, and of course, Aaron, it, it uh, several things were prayed over. I mean, you all prayed. We've all prayed for each other, and there were just things going on. But there was a point when Aaron prayed for me as well, and I felt a all I can explain it is a release. Like mm-hmm. it just felt like a release. So. so um, like a freedom <laughs> that, that just kind of came over. And so when Brett was talking and he was explaining and recapping his experience, the thing that came up was for just now was, I believe he stepped into a freedom with his spiritual authority, like where before, um, I've heard this explained by uh, Kenneth Hagan, he uses the analogy of a police officer who mm. has the authority to stop traffic, but he has to step out into traffic and mm. take that risk that people are going to respect that authority. So when Brett, you were saying, um, like you may have been hesitant before, it's almost like you've taken that honor that's been given to you, that gift of who God created you to be. And you've stepped out into traffic, like, hold up. (laughs) Like I'm Mm -hmm. ready to exercise my authority now. I'm ready to do some things. And it's almost like you said, immediate. And then um, Lisa, just allowing the Holy spirit to be your teacher in these last few days. And, And what you've just shared. I mean, I'm just so I'm rejoicing. And for me, I heard more also it, it was during the revival that uh, there was another gentleman there that prophesied to me about my faith and God had already been dealing with me about my faith and exercising my faith more. And, but after that revival, 
since then, God's just been showing me how, yeah, you have faith. You have very strong faith, but what good is faith if you don't release it? So when, Mm -hmm. um, if you don't activate it, so when Pastor Aaron was praying, that's the release that I, I felt. It was like, okay, would you like to see more now? Would you like to see mm-hmm. your faith released and see more? You can have that if you keep um, releasing the faith that you have. And there's people that die every day, Christians that die every day with giant faith, but they've never released it. So they've never seen the results of their faith. And so they go to the grave believing that um, that was all there was to their their existence. And so that tent revival has just, it's almost like, uh, like Brett was saying, it's kind of like giving me this undescribable momentum to just, mm-hmm. yes, I want to do more. I want to see more. And it just comes back to, we've got to start with us and be more expecting, I think. Just like, I think that was part of the power of that tent revival was that we all came expecting. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't a show. None of us were coming worried about each other's titles. Like you said, we're not all pastors. Some of us, or we're all ministers, but um, some of us don't have those titles, but that's not what it was about. We all mm-hmm. came in one accord to see God move. And I think because we were expecting, we saw a little of what we were expecting, but to me, I walked away with God saying, now, would you like to see more? <laughs> oh, goodness. You got another book in mind now, Tasha? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I got our books here. It's already going, Tasha. Hey, I brought them with me. Yes. Look at that. There's a promotion. Go to puzzle2purpose.com. It's right there on your screen. How's things in the author world? Oh, my goodness. Like you said, I do have another book in the works that I'm that is totally going to be my focus in 2022 because it's not just a book. It's that it's taking what happened in this tent revival, that faith to believe for more, but not just increasing faith, releasing it. And a lot of it is tied to um, what this book is going to be about. And I'm believing that it's going to open doors for me to speak to more people because that's, that's my gift. I love to teach. And, and that is, I, I, I would rather sit and teach on the word of God and study. The floodgates have just opened since coming back. I've had several opportunities to do some teaching here and there, which has pushed me to study more. I mean, I've got books piled up around me right now. That's why I'm glad the the camera (laughs) view is like this. (laughs) And uh, I'm just studying and I'm excited about what the Holy Spirit wants to show me in these next few weeks and months. And then right before, um, towards the end of spring next year, I will be releasing another book. So um, looking forward to that. Yeah, work it down. Puzzle to purpose, the number two purpose.com to check yeah. out more on that. Now, yes. I want to get to something you said when you spoke, Tiasha. See, my original plan, I didn't get time, but I wanted to have clips. And maybe I will when I make the final video clips from some of your messages, Lisa, Tasha, Aaron, that we things that were said that touched a lot of people. 
I want to give uh, Brett a chance to speak here for a second again. He talked to he had a message this past Wednesday night called Welcome to the Newness. So, <laughs> Brett, talk about what God put on your heart for that. Well, I guess it actually it goes back to right after the revival, I preached a message called More. And the whole the whole point of that message was pretty much everything that had taken place at the revival. But it was also in the looking at it from the viewpoint of the world will give you more or God will give you more. But it's your choice, which more that you want. Do you want more of God or do you want more more of the world? And it kind of uh, placed the thought in people's lives of, you know, what what are you willing to do to get the more that God has for you? Are you willing to go the extra mile or because we go the extra mile to get the more that the world wants for us? And yet we're never satisfied. We're constantly left wanting more and we're not satisfied. That's but with good. God, we're always satisfied and yet we always want more. See, that's, mm. that was the, the great part about God is that he satisfies every need that we have. And yet we're left wanting more because of that. He does satisfy that need. So it was one of those. It kind of made people hopefully it made people think that, you know, God really is the one that we should be seeking after. And I guess that kind of led into welcome to the newness, which I just preached, I guess, here this last Wednesday was God's been giving me words about newness and where that really come from was I was at work one day and it was late November. It was, well, it was right before Thanksgiving. And I seen a butterfly and I'm like mm. a butterfly in late November. Like I've, I've never seen a butterfly in late November before. And it literally, it was a, it was probably about that big, you know, maybe about the little size of a quarter, a little bigger. And it flew up to the truck and then it flew off. And I heard God say, Brett, the new life is here. Wow. And I said, okay, what does that mean? And then he didn't say no more. I was like, well, thanks God for, you know, giving me half of that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I went to uh church that was on a Saturday and I went to church the next morning and, uh, Pastor Ed was speaking and I was sitting there and God spoke to me again and said, the newness has arrived, grab a hold and run with it. So I just wrote it down. And I guess it was probably a couple Sundays after that, I got up and gave that word because I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. I had no, no idea what it meant. So I just gave the, you know, the whole story and everything. And then it was a little bit after that, God gave me a message of welcome to the newness. And the whole idea of it is that there's this new life right now mm. that some Christians are seeing and some Christians aren't seeing it. The people that are in fear, they're not seeing it. But God's doing something so new right now that only the people that are waking up to it are seeing it. And this revival is really one of the things that sparked it within me that this newness that God has and, you know, you always hear people say that, uh, you know, God's the same yesterday, today and forever. But if you go read in the scriptures, it says it literally says God's doing a new thing. <laughs> I mean, it literally says that he's doing new things all mm -hmm. the time. And I, I give examples. He did a new thing in Abraham. He did a new thing with Moses. He did a new thing with uh, sending, you know, we're celebrating Christmas, sending Jesus, sending the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. Those are all new things that change the course of history. And right now we're in one of those defining moments because he's waking his church up to yes. a point to, to get us to realize that what he's getting ready to do right now is equivalent to what he did in the book of Acts when he sent the Holy Spirit and Peter preached and 3,000 people got saved that day. Well, it was new then. It was unexpected. 
And it was something they'd never experienced being indwelled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and all of the things that took place that day. Mm-hmm. Something wow. similar to that is happening now. And I, I don't know if we're at that exact moment where it's happened or it's going to happen, but he's preparing his church. And that's what Pastor Trenton's been talking about is preparing for whatever it is your call in your life, preparing for that so that when the day arrives, you're already prepared and you're ready. So I give the word to, we've got all of these things that we're holding on to ourselves. You know, you picture somebody that's got an arm full of groceries and, you know, oranges and everything are falling out on the floor, but they're so drastic to hold on to it that they're actually just dropping everything, even though they're struggling to keep a hold of it. So the idea is that we that's how we're, we're holding on to the old ways that we've done things, the mm-hmm. old ways that we've preached, the old ways we've ministered, the old ways that just everything in the church, the old ways. And I really feel like God is saying, you need to let go of the old ways because I have got in my hand right now and his hands are stretched out for us, this new thing that he has but we're too busy trying to hold on to the old to reach out and grab a hold of the new. If you go back to the word that God gave me, it says to reach out and grab a hold of the new. The mm. newness is here. You just have to grab a hold of it and run with it. And that's wow. that's the last word that has, God has spoken to me. Yes. And that's just, that's where I'm at right now. And wow. there, there was another word that went along with that. I can't remember exactly how, how it went, but that, that was the gist of it, you know, as we're if if you never if you never let go of what you have, you'll never reach out for what you need. I think it was along the lines of that. But we're so busy dealing with what we have. Jesus has got a handout giving us something new. And we're just we're we're too busy trying to hold on to the old ways to realize that it's it's right in front of us. All we gotta do is grab it and run with it. That's another thing we talked about Wednesday night as far as as powerful as 2021 has been, even with cross connection, even with uh, what was it? Freedom conference and some of the other things that's been going on in everyone's life. God's not going to work the same way in 2022 that he did in 2021. So we got to be ready for what's got up to now. And as you know, but the revival, I believe cross connection, I believe was another turning point shift that had happened in the spirit. And I don't believe it just happened amongst all of us that were there, I believe it's been happening nationwide. And one of the words God had given me when I was doing my prayer time early on a Sunday morning, because I usually go to the church and pray before everyone gets there, is uh, the new era is upon you. And a matter of it's here. It's not coming anymore. It's here. But he's waiting on the church to reach out and grab it. Because regardless of what's going on in the world around us, God's still moving and he's moving in powerful ways. And Lisa, I know it took some, uh, some courage for what you did. Cause I'm still getting people that appreciate what you did as far as giving your testimony. Cause you actually went a little bit deeper into your testimony than none of us had any of us had ever heard. I mean, you was on unified before we talked some on that you had spoken at our church back in August. And then at the revival, you went even deeper. And I believe that touched a lot of people. You're going to, elaborate on that Elisa um yeah I mean I'm not aware of how many exact number of how many people that touched but I know of four people that contacted me either personally or through somebody else that um I was able to take to Freedom House um just from that testimony that night um I'm so grateful for that but yeah you know used to I was ashamed or embarrassed about the things that happened to me but 
through the healing process that the Lord has taken me through and healed me through that and shown me his power and his love and mercy and grace through all of that. I'm proud that I went through the things that I went through because it's going to save somebody else. And that was one of the things that Aaron had spoke over me, not exact words, but that I would face hell itself to pull souls out. And he is the fourth person that's prophesied that to me Mm. that I would go toe to toe with Satan himself to the darkest places that people don't want to go to pull souls out for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And part of that I believe is from my testimony. You know, I, I've suffered a lot of things, a lot of abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental, emotional, you name it. I seen it, been there, done that. But also I'm strengthened by it and I know the lives of the enemy and I know the tactics of the enemy, just like the girl that I moved in with me temporarily. I met her at that revival. I don't know if you guys remember or not. Mm-hmm. She had came in and sat in the back and I was able to minister to her and I've uh, been working with her for a while. And I think you guys have too. And, um, you know, and this girl has suffered some of the similar things that I've suffered. However, I know there's a way out. And God has us a way out. But if we choose not to take that way out, there's nothing we can do. And that was another thing the Lord taught me in all this. Uh, when I when I had her come in and live with me for a while and, and was discipling her the way that the, the Lord was showing me to disciple her and her refusing to take that counsel was kind of like God showed me I'm all powerful and I'm all knowing and I'm omnipresent, omnipotent. However, when my people defy me and refuse to do what I've told them to do, they tie my hands. Mm. And I thought, wow, you know, and I I heard that and I knew that, but working with her showed me that. It mm. was like, well, here, here's your way, here's your path to freedom. But if you refuse to take it, God can't help you. Yeah. You know, if you choose to do it your way, then you're going to suffer the consequences. We God will not be mocked. We reap what we sow. Mm. Yeah. That whole concept of sowing and reaping has been another big thing you hear the prophets talking about now. Robin Bullock talks about it, but uh, there's a process and there's a way that God moves. It's reaping and sowing. Everything Mm -hmm. in life is what did you reap? This is how you come. You're sowing the outcome. But something else that you said, Lisa, that I think is powerful is the fact that even though that testimony is powerful, even though God did deliver you just at the beginning of this particular episode, you were talking about still struggling with deception. So I think that's something the church needs to understand. Just because you've been born again, just because you've been free doesn't mean that the temptations and the deceptions of the enemy stop. It means they get stronger. They get stronger and he's going to do what he can to trip you up because you are making a difference. So anything else you want to add on to that, Lisa? Um, Absolutely. The lesson I learned was um, God is never in a hurry. And that that's what happened with the situation with me moving this person in. My emotions got in the way, you know, and this may sound harsh, but it's the truth. My feelings don't matter. It is not about me. My Mm -hmm. My opinion does not matter. If it does not line up with the word of God, then it's out the window. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Tasha, something you talked about, I thought was powerful uh, during your message that night. And I noticed it when I went back and did the editing and stuff and we're getting it ready. And when I listened to it again online is that because we're believers, we can smile. We can enjoy life. 
because it doesn't matter what's going on out there. We've got a difference inside of us. Mm -hmm. Tasha, you want to talk about that for a second? Because you mentioned that and you went to Braveheart and you talked about that as well. Go ahead. I think that um, it's such a powerful thing to embrace the joy of the Lord. It truly does say in scripture, the joy of the Lord is your strength, but you have to embrace that. And I think Mm. kind of what Lisa was hinting to, that it's a decision, it's a choice that you make. Um, What you're going to do with the circumstances, you can let emotion get in the way, you can let your opinion or your own desires get in the way. But at the end of the day, you have to decide Does it matter to you what God wants you to do in that moment? And I believe if we would embrace joy more, we would see more results um, in our faith being released and activated. We would see more of our authority as believers, as Christians, um, making a difference here on the earth. And um, I guess that was just such an important point for me to make because I see so many negative Christians. I see so many down Christians and it's not a week. It's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't cross a feed or sometimes even get a message from people that I would say, and I'm not judging them. It just wakes me up and said, man, I've made similar comments that Mm -hmm. it's become so normal in our in the believing society and what we call the Christian community, um, God's family, to just not be as positive as I believe we can be. We have a God who is more than enough, more than capable um, of equipping us and giving us everything we need to live a life abundantly on a level the world is not even familiar with, that they would be banging down our doors to figure out Where does this strength come from? Where are you getting these innovative ideas? Why are you so happy? And it can be fun. You know, faith can be fun. And I believe there's freedom in that. And so um, you're right. I did use the uh, brave heart analogy because I, I thought it was just so powerful that regardless of what was going on in his world at the time, um, the main character, he was focused. He was focused on getting the results he wasn't just saying what needed to be done he was acting and he was getting other people involved and there was some comedic parts to that as well which again there's always room for joy and and there's always room in our day-to-day to to show that to the world i believe if we did more than that we would get more people on board with the plans that god has for their lives um yeah you know, that movie's kept popping up now, too. Yeah. I know it's like when I'm watching my videos on like Voodoo or something, all of a sudden it pops up Braveheart. I'm like, I'm just going to have to watch it again, I guess. It's been yeah. years since I saw Braveheart, but uh, but uh, the digital copy has been popping up. I was like, well, we'll have to see about getting a hold of that because there is a powerful message. It really is a battlefield of the mind. That was a book yeah. that yes. came out years ago. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, what was her name? The name Joyce, Joyce Myers. Myers. Joyce Myers, that's right. I couldn't think of her name for a second. Came out with that book, Battlefield of the Mind. It really is a choice, a choice that we make to either see what God's up to or look at the lies of the enemy. The false prophets are going strong right now, just mm-hmm. like God's going strong. The, the, the Really, the idea is what are you focused on? Are you focused on God 
And are you right. reading your word? Are you praying? Are you spending time with him daily? Yes. Or are you paying attention to what the news is telling you? Because it's going to take you down a whole nother road. And I like what Lisa had said uh, before about how you had gotten away from news for however many months while you were at Freedom House. And then God wouldn't let you watch again for a while. And then when you did turn it back on, you're like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. How are people falling for this? You want to say anything about that, Lisa? Yeah, actually, I hadn't watched the news in uh, over a year, and um, I felt like the Lord was releasing me to watch the news, and I turned the world news on, and I was just, like, shocked at the, the horror, and it was, like, just that spirit of fear and panic and uh, control, the, the controlling, you know, trying to make you do something and act a certain way and be a certain thing, and it just... I've, I've shut it all down again. I don't even watch it again. I don't even watch the weather. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's like, I just, I don't, I'm trying to guard what I'm, what I'm watching and what I'm hearing. And, and um, I want to comment real quick on what Tasha said, you know, and it, a part about the, the Christians today, it's like, it is sad because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords lives in us. How can we not be joyous? Mm. And free because our situation does not make us who we are. He mm-hmm. does. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. I love that. I love that, Tasha. I love that. Oh, no, you are absolutely right. So, and Brett, so that kind of gets back to that newness thing you were talking about. Yeah. Yes. Of the mindset. So, yeah. uh, what do you got to say, it, Brett, about that? It really is a mindset. I mean, you know, it just, I was listening to what they were just talking about there and it brought to, uh, was it? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. There was this nationwide uh, TikTok thing that was going around where they were promoting gun violence or any type of violence that, in schools. They were trying to get kids to start violence in schools. So we got this message from our school saying kids couldn't bring in backpacks. They had to do certain things and, mm. you know, just basically trying to get everybody worried. And I was just I was just telling my wife, I said, this is nothing but a spirit of fear. I mm. said, nothing's going to happen. And I don't think anything did happen that I know of. Nothing happened here where we are, but it it just made me think about this, how easily it is for people to get into fear Mm. that, that haven't been taught about the spirit of fear. You know, that's one of the scriptures that next level freedom church. I mean, we use it on at least on a weekly basis that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. And I Mm. I said, you either believe that or you don't, because if you don't believe it, you're automatically given in to the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to pray and you have to believe and you have to have faith and you have to trust that what you're praying for, God is hearing and you don't give in to this garbage because what happens is, you know, that's what you're talking about, the battlefield of the mind. That yep. spirit of fear gets into your mind yes. and you're no longer fearing the thing you were fearing. Now you're fearing 20, 30 other things. You're in, you're full of anxiety. You're full of depression. And it took five minutes. Yes. And that's how easy it is for a spirit to come in and affect a person to oppress them and to make them to make them feel bad. And what we it's like you guys were just talking about what we need to do is we need to have that that joy. We need to remember that freedom. And if we'll hold on to all of those things, when that spirit of fear rises up, you're going to identify it. That's that's ninety nine percent of the fight, I think, is identifying what it is and just not standing for it. Just don't receive it. And when that happened, it was, you know what, whenever I seen those messages, something wanted to rise up in me. And I said, no, 
I said, this is stupid. I said, this is nothing but a spirit of fear, and I'm not going to exactly. receive it. I right. prayed about it, and I plead the blood of Jesus over this whole city and over my daughters and everything, Amen. and I said, it's going to be fine. So yeah. send her to school. And Amen. You know what happened? Absolutely nothing happened happened she was fine she was protected yeah and you know some people's gonna say oh well that's you know that's just because nobody did anything well yeah duh nobody did it because we prayed about it and you either believe that or you don't you know if you just believe that things are just left to consequence then i guess you can believe that Mm. but if you if you pray and you believe i mean come on guys we're we're believers we've prayed and we've seen things happen through prayer so you're not going to tell me that my prayers didn't go didn't get heard i mean and it's because we choose to have joy and we choose to have freedom and we choose to have love. And it yes. goes back to that scripture. And then I'll, I'll shut up and let someone else talk. But either either you believe that scripture or you don't. That's right. You, it's power because you have a power and you have authority mm-hmm. through Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. Yes. And you have love and you love him and you trust him. And power, love, and you have a sound mind because if you don't have a sound mind, that means you've given into the spirit of fear. But if you have a sound mind, then you can discern what the spirit of fear is and what the spirit of joy and love and peace is. So we know the difference. And if nobody, if if you don't recognize that, then it's so easy to give into that spirit of fear so fast. All right, I'm done. That's good. That's good. I I had a comment. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Just real quick, because one, I'm beaming. Every time, Pastor Brett, you jump on screen, I mean, it's all over your face. Yes. Your (laughs) your boldness, your authority, it's just, it's like you said, it's just, you're like a totally different guy, (laughs) but it is amazing. I'm loving it. But talking about that same um, news TikTok thing, uh, I saw it as well. But what caught my attention more than the TikTok itself was who sent it to me and it who was sharing it. And again, this goes back to the beginning of this conversation. We as believers, we got to do better because we mm-hmm. shouldn't be helping. I know the intention behind it and I get it. I understand you just want everyone to be aware. That's what we tell mm-hmm. ourselves as, as Christians, but that's deceiving. We yeah. don't need to help spread the bad news. We were, mm. we're supposed to be spreading the good news. But mm-hmm. most of the negative messages that I receive are not from unbelievers and not from the world. Mm-hmm. The majority of the messages that yep. end up in my inbox are from believers. Yeah. And it's like, why are you sending me this garbage? Mm. Because the truth is, it just spreads fear and panic. It's it's dividing, mm-hmm. it's decide, I mean, divisive, it's, it's, um, it gets people angry, you know, mm-hmm. and so none of that is good. None, I mean, I just clicked off of it. I mean, I didn't even click on it. I, I was like you, Brett, I just said a quick prayer. I was like, yep. not today, yeah. it's not happening in my circle. Today, so that's know. Like, you know, and if, if God said that we can, if, if we have faith of a mustard seed, we can move a mm-hmm. mountain. We can yes. stop a storm. We can we can <laughs> heal the sick. We can raise the dead. He said greater things would we yes. do than he did. And you want to tell me that my kids can't be safe from a TikTok mm-hmm. uh, threat? Mm-hmm. Yes. I refuse to believe it. And I'm not yep. going to help spread it. So I, I enjoyed what you just said, Brett. Awesome. I didn't know it was a nationwide thing. I didn't know it went nation. I, I got a message from Jackson School District saying I thought somebody at the high school or somewhere had made a threat. 
I didn't know uh, that it was a nationwide. So this went all over the nation, huh? So they were definitely going for people's fear. And, oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm actually, glad too, Tasha, but... you wrote a whole series about fear, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And I yeah. haven't finished reading. I actually finally made it through chapter one, and I'm getting into chapter two, but trying yeah. to find time to read is my thing. But, you know, I want to go, when... oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, when we start talking about fear, yeah, I get excited. So, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Not about the fear. I don't get excited about fear, <laughs> but because I know the truth yes. is free from fear. And that's what I get excited about talking about. So, Amen. yeah. And everything you just said, I'm going to let Lisa comment on this in a second. But uh, the uh, <laughs> that's who Satan's after is the church. You're talking about it's not unbelievers that are sending you the text. It's the believers. So, yeah, he's trying to get into the believers because they're the only threat to him. He doesn't have a threat from unbelievers. He's not really worried about them. He's already got them. He doesn't need anything with them. But what he's trying to do is discourage the believers. And we're seeing it more and more. I think it started in the summer, in the course of 2021, that scripture and his first Timothy, what is it, one seven, maybe? Yes. I can't think of the exact address. But yes, uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And yeah, we mm-hmm. have emphasized that, and like he said, almost every week, because we know that people, even though we're telling them to turn it off, they're still listening. And then you mm-hmm. can always tell the ones that are watching the mainstream media because. Mm-hmm there's always something that they're afraid of that they want to talk about. Yeah. Lisa, what yeah. you got on the spirit of fear? Oh, I ain't got nothing on it because <laughs> I'm like, gosh, I'm sitting here. I'm like trying to keep myself from rocking back and yeah. forth on my chair here. I'm like, Oh no, this, no, it's no, our no, first no. one. It's You're okay. Liar. You're a yeah. liar. There is no spirit of fear because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords lives inside of me. Greater Amen. is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I yeah. think Kent, Kent Christmas put it great in one of his messages. I heard him say uh, from Nashville, uh, Regeneration, I think is the name of his church. He, yes. uh, he said, uh, either we believe God's a healer or we don't. Because yeah. he said every week at Regeneration in Nashville where he's at, they have been having people healed of stage four terminal cancer every week it hasn't stopped it's consistently been happening he's like it all comes down to us do we believe and then that gets us back to that other word that word faith where is your faith by it's got to be faith over fear it's more than just a saying so anyone got a comment on that (laughs) not everybody jump at once go ahead tasha well go ahead tasha i i just want to make this comment it's funny because all of us I would just say here in the U.S., I'm just going to talk about the U.S., not the rest of the world. But, you know, God gives nations gifts. He gives us all gifts. And so I think one of the reasons why we in America specifically right now are dealing with more fear than some other places. I'm not saying other places don't deal with fear, but you try pulling some of this stuff. Some, some of these nations are looking at us going, really? (laughs) We, we deal with this on a daily basis. This doesn't spook us, but over here in America, we're like, but part of it is because one of America's gifts, one of our gifts as a nation is the gift of knowledge. We, we are responsible for taking the word of God. uh, I mean, 
and now it's being returned to us because we need it we're in need now mm -hmm. people are coming to the u.s to 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 preach mm -hmm. and teach us but but one of our gifts as a nation is studying and learning and understanding and discerning the word of God. That's why we have so many preachers and teachers and prophets and those things um, that tie into that. Uh, but the problem is what Satan's so good at is he strikes us where we are weakest. We Sometimes mm -hmm. we can depend on our knowledge and what we think we yeah. know. And all it takes is for Satan to challenge that mm. and, and start deceiving us about what we think we know. And that's why I believe that as a country, as a nation, that we are struggling with so much fear because people aren't sure anymore about what they thought they knew or what they believe. And mm -hmm. as a nation whose gift is knowledge, and now we have so many people that don't even know the basics and yeah. are struggling in that area, it opens the door wide for fear, simply because of an area that we once stood strong in, we've slacked off, we don't teach as much as we used to, and, yeah. and there's just simply too many people that don't even know the truth of God's word for themselves. And yeah. so it just leaves God um, having to push us again, once again, to go back to our faith and what we're expecting and what we want to see happen because it's available to each and every one of us. We all can be like Brett and just be walking in our spiritual authority like that <laughs> yeah. and experiencing more joy and, and being excited to learn from the Holy Spirit directly like Lisa, you know, and walking in new prophetic gifts as a, a apostolic gifts like you know like pastor trenton i mean there's so much that we could be experiencing right now if we would just um believe the word of god for one and go back to the basics get our bibles open and and stop watching as much as i love all the stuff but <laughs> let's go back to some of the basics let's get back to the word of god mm -hmm. and the knowledge of what he says yes. is true and I think that would fix half of this, if not all of it. Lisa, go ahead. I know you got something to add. Looks like you're looking yeah, up well, a uh, You know, it brings to mind Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how do we renew our mind? By the word of God. And uh, when you were talking about healing earlier, it's like I've uh, been taking divine healing technician training classes at uh, John G. Lake Ministries online. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm telling you, Curry Blake, he just puts it on there. He, he's there is no obstacles to healing, period. No. Not the end. The only obstacles you believe in, there's an obstacle. Mm. And I mean, he just he just crushes all man's traditions and unbelief. And I mean, he just puts it right out there. And I am so blessed. And this is one of the quotes at the beginning of the book. I want to read it real quick. Go ahead. Your mind is renewed to the word of God, to the degree that the word of God dictates your daily actions. Wow. That for a minute. That's it. <laughs> That's powerful. That is it. That's powerful. And your that mind is, back. Go ahead. is renewed to the word of God, to the degree that the word of God dictates your daily actions. That's Woo. it. Amen. Yeah. That, that'll preach right there, Lisa. Look, <laughs> she's ready. She's ready to go preach now, aren't you, Lisa? I'm trying to contain myself. 
Self-control is the fruit of the spirit. That gets back to what we said earlier, the battlefield of the mind, because how much are you going to allow? And, And it also gets back to, are you doing, you know, we say every week, get in your word, read your Bible. We don't say that just out of a cliche. We say that because that's where the deliverance is. The word of God, it's nothing I can do. It's nothing anybody else can do. It's what God's doing through us. And he speaks on a daily through his word, through the spirit. You just got to be in tune. It's kind of like you got to be on the right frequency, I guess is what we're looking at. You're either on the world's frequency or you're on God's frequency because God's frequency is above the world's frequency. What you got, Brett? I see you flipping pages over there. I can't find it, but... I can't find it. <laughs> so go ahead. What's your thought? But well, no, I was just I was thinking about, you know, how we we had been talking about, you know, the, the state of the church and everything. And it made me think about how there's too much of the church right now that's woke and not enough of the church that's awake. Mm-hmm. And there, uh, yeah. there's a scripture and I, I preached on it and I should be able to find it. But basically it's talking whenever the disciples are falling asleep and yes. Jesus is talking to them, you know. Need to couldn't you stay awake for an hour or whatever, but I can't find where it says it. But it says that um, when they would become fully awake, they would see the full manifestation of God. They would see the full glory of God whenever they became fully awake. And when I preached about that, I used it and said the church is waking up. But when we get fully awake, whenever we we hit that spot, then we are going to see the true glory of God, the true manifestation of God. And see, I think that that's where as us, the people that are seeing these things take place, the people that are seeing God move and we're, we're, we're able to discern the evil that's taking place right now. And we're able to see God move right now. It's it's up to us in a lot of ways. And I know that that's a lot to put on such a small. I even went as far as calling people like us the remnant because there's too much of the church right now. They're woke. They think that they're doing the right thing. They think that they're seeing the right things by following all this ignorance and you know, all, all the stuff that's taking place out there that they're getting involved in. And then they look at us and we're, we're sitting over here. We're wide awake. We see both sides of this. You know, there's two sides to every coin. Right. So we're yeah. seeing the good and we're seeing God move and we're seeing the evil, but recognizing that it has no power. There's no power in it whatsoever. And I think that whenever we can get the rest of the church, which I don't know if we ever will, because I really believe that right now it's it's a. What do we call it Wednesday? Turn we call it crunch time. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're crunch entering time. into a point where those people that are awake and see these things, it's it's almost the cutoff because there's there's something getting ready to take place where yes. we're going to see this full manifestation of God. We're going to see His plan, whatever He's been doing the last couple of years, everything that's came from COVID, everything from the election, and everything from the you know just the the fraud that's taken place and. Uh, the evil that seems like it's taken over the world with all this COVID and just all these mandates and things are trying to push. I think we're getting close to this cutoff point Yes, where God is getting ready to do whatever God's getting ready to do. And if you're either ready to receive it or you're not going to receive it. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's, it's kind of a, it's a scary thing because we know people that think that we're nuts, <laughs> you know, I know yeah. me and Trenton do, you know, we yes. know people that think that we're just, Oh, oh yeah. you guys are just your conspiracy theorists. I think it has nothing to do with conspiracy when it's spoken and it comes to pass. It's not conspiracy anymore after that, you know. Yeah. 
we're seeing God move, and I really think that we're getting close to this place where God, we're going to see God fully. We're going to see what He's what He's really been up to, and it's kind of scary because there's so much of the church, and it's it's like what we've been talking about though. There's so much of the church that they're literally going to get left behind in this thing, and they're going to get they're going to be confused. They're going to have no idea what's taking place, what is happening. And it's all because they were deceived. And it's been a huge, a big old elaborate thing that's been going on for years. They've been trying to hide stuff from us. And God's been opening the eyes to the people that want to receive and to see what to see what's happening. And what's happening is God is getting ready to show up and show out. And most of the church is going to miss it. And I don't know what we can do besides the stuff that we've been doing. And that's really where let's talk started from was whenever all of this COVID stuff came up, me and Trenton got together and said, we need to start this thing back up. We need to be doing something because every Christian that I knew had shut the doors and there was nothing taking place. There was, there was no ministry going on. Everybody was scared to death and we're over here like this, something's not right. Something's wrong. So that that's that's where i'm at with this and i guess i'll i'll stop with that but you know it's my hope that as the body of christ those of us that are what i like to call awake cuz woke and awake is two different words nowadays it's not it's not the same anymore but being awake and being able to learn and letting god work in your life and recognizing that he's there hopefully we can rub that off on some of these people that are scared or just in denial of what's really taking place right now it's so close, we can taste it almost. And that's what I keep telling my wife. I don't know what it is, but in my spirit, I can sense whatever it is God's been up to. It's getting ready to come to the front, and it's so close, we can taste it. But you can almost taste it, I guess. It should be the word. But yeah. so there's an excitement there that I don't have time to listen to the world's garbage because i got too much going on in God's kingdom to mess that's with that. Right. So uh, I wanted to share something since everybody's pulling up scriptures. I wanted to be holy too, right? Only I'm pulling <laughs> up my phone. I don't have my paper Bible. No, I couldn't find mine. So <laughs> <laughs> Psalm 34, 19. I got this from Pastor Gary Brown in <laughs> West Frankfort, Illinois. I met yeah. him actually through Christ Church of the Heartland yeah. in monthly meetings. And uh, we exchange numbers and he sends me a verse every day. But this morning's, I think, goes right along with what we've been talking about. Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Amen. It doesn't say he delivers you from some of them. That's right. It says all of them. So the key is, are you going to listen? Are you going to turn to God when he is trying to get your attention? So like Brent said, there's going to be so many that miss it. Because they haven't been paying attention. And we talked about Gideon. We did that here just back in September, October-ish, I think, kind of right before Cross Connection. We talked about that, you know, and I actually got it from Robin Bullock. Um, the uh, God's in the process of elimination. He already eliminated the 27,000. We're in the 9,700 now. He's working down to the 300 he's going to use, not per se by number, but the remnant church that he's going to use to deliver an entire generation from what's been the bondage that they don't even realize that they're on or that they're in. So um, yes. that's something to get excited about. So yeah. Tasha, anything to add? I tell you, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited about all of this. And the thing that 
kind of pops up in my mind, especially after what Brett just got through speaking of, is that absolutely right. And I believe during the revival, it was it was almost like like when you described you could, like a taste. Um, Brett said an emotion, you know, and Lisa said, you know, a discerning and, and it's all been descriptive, but I believe that during that revival, it was, um, again, I'll just say release is the best word I can say. It's, all, it's like there was this release and yes. ever since then, not saying that we weren't experiencing some things before and he mm-hmm. hadn't begun to speak, I think, um, speak to us. And this isn't just in that revival or in um, Next Level Freedom Church or Joy Church or, you know, Love and Truth Church or any church. It's his body as a whole across the globe that he has been shifting things Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of powerless Christians. You know, when Brett just described um, some of us are awake and some of us are just woke but that's because for so many years for decades now the christian hasn't had to do anything Mm -hmm. we've become spiritually lazy and we've gotten used to our country club lifestyle especially here in the u.s as believers as long as we pay our tithes and and we give a little to the homeless and every year we donate to our favorite charity that's become the status quo for the average Christian, you know, and, and then when we get hit with something, uh, and the devil really brings it and it's getting, you you can tell it's getting close, close to whatever it is. that's about to go down. It's getting, the times are speeding up. So we got a lot of powerless Christians. I love them. They're still going to heaven, but they're going to miss out on one of the greatest moves of God, I believe, on the face of this earth that's happened in our time, that's happening right now in our time. We've got a lot of Christians that are going to miss out on it because they are, they've been living this country club Christian lifestyle is the best way I can describe it. And they're not ready. They can't pray a headache away. You know, that's I, I got excited when you mis- mentioned John G. Lake, um, Lisa, because I mean, you that man would not even allow a headache. <laughs> I read some Amen. of these stories and it's like, what? Amen. No, absolutely not. And here we have Christians that have been in this thing for years and they don't even they, they're not even seeing what's going on right now. They're not seeing the the truth of what's happening. And they're running to the world for answers. That's how I know they're powerless Christians. They believe in God. They love God, but they can't, they can't pray anything for me. They're, they're barely able to stay above water themselves. And, um, I'm like you, Brett, it's like, we have to just keep doing what God's telling us to do. I'm not judging them. I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying what the reality is. The reality is some of us mm-hmm. as believers are operating in a powerless position right now. And if they don't wake up soon, and I don't mean woke, I mean, wake up to what mm-hmm. the word of God says and get some power behind their faith. The enemy who's been looking to whom he may devour, those are yeah. the ones that he's devouring right now. He is mm-hmm. swallowed. People are walking away from the faith. I read his article and then I'll be done. I read an article um, and I don't have it in front of me. I didn't know I was going to bring this up, but it said that since 1997, 96 or 97, 
that we've dropped of almost 10%. I believe it was like 91%. Now we're in the eighties as far as what people believe is morally right and wrong. So wow. what used to be um, depending on the circumstances, that's the key. So now we have a lot of believers that are saying, well, I used to think that was bad. I used to think that was an absolute no-no, but now it really depends on the circumstances. So we got a lot of circumstantial wow. Christians mm. who are absolutely wow. powerless against wow. the plans of the enemy right now. And so I'm like you, Lisa. I mean, I've got, like I said, I'm surrounded by books. I really believe the Lord yeah. is taking me into a deeper time of study. And I cannot wait to see what he's going to do with mm. those of us that are hungering after the things of God. Because Luke 6, 21 says we will be satisfied. Amen. Yeah. We, we are not going to be disappointed for everything we're hungering after, more authority, more faith, more release of um, the purposes on our lives. We Amen. will be satisfied, and I'll let it go right there. Amen. Right, right. We got too many people that's gotten used to what you call a country club or social club, mm -hmm. church is a social club, or a hangout, feel good for an hour and go home, or go to eat my lunch. They're not operating in the power of God that they've been given. Any final words from you, Lisa? We're getting ready to get off of here shortly. Uh, well, I feel like this is where the rubber meets the road. I feel that that uh, up inside of me, like something's getting ready to happen, something big. And, and I agree with uh, what you guys said. I think it's, we forget who's in us. You know, the, the Christians that are powerless, it's like, we forget who who's in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It's not a matter of, going to church and getting in the prayer line. Every time you have an issue come up, it's mm -hmm. like, who, who is in you? We need to know who Perfect. we are and who he is in us and quit thinking and believing that a prayer line or uh, a certain pastor or mm -hmm. a certain place all has what we need. He is everything we need. He lives in us. I'm not saying prayer, you know what I mean? You can't get prayer. That's not what I'm saying. So please no, nobody misconstrue that. But I think sometimes we've set it up to where, oh, well, here you need this anointing or here you need this like you're lacking something. We're not lacking anything. We have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords living inside of us. We lack nothing. He, we lack nothing, but I'm just grateful that, um, you called this together, Trenton and Brett. And I'm, yeah. I'm like passionate right now. And I'm like, we can't end this. What are we going to do? <laughs> hey, I'm planning to have another one in the future. We'll get Aaron on here yes. too. So yeah. Talk too, but, uh, hopefully we can do it more often for the people that may be listening mm -hmm. to this online on a rumble channel. And Aaron too. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at putting it on rumble, a rumble channel. So when we talk about topics like this, that YouTube doesn't want to talk about, we can still put it out there. So, yeah. um, but you know, anything from you, Brett? I was just going to say, I think we need to do it as often as we can, because I think that through this revival, we've stumbled upon something here. With yeah. This, this group of people, including, including Aaron, that yeah. God's, God's yeah. clearly put this together for a reason. And it's yet to be seen what exactly that is, but I mean, we're, we're doing this. So that's, it started anyway. And, you know, we've stumbled upon something here with, you know, just the gifts that we see in everybody. And me and Trent were talking about that one night, how everybody on here has a, it's, it's, it's kind of, it all come, it all comes under. We've all got different gifts and they all work together. 
and we were all able to encourage each other and we're all able to feed off of each other. So God has put this together for a particular reason. And I don't think that we're done doing things in the future together, you know, as far as events and things like that go, I think that he's, I think he's putting what I'll, we'll call it a powerhouse or, or something together yes. here. He's, he's put us together for a particular reason and God's wanting to move through us five. And uh, yeah. I think that we just need to, to, Pray about it and see what God's wanting to do and just uh, be hum be humble and let the spirit move with us. And uh, the, mo the more we could do these, the better every month, every couple of months. I know everybody's schedule is crazy. Every, you know, everybody's is. I work a lot and everybody's got jobs and, you know, church things and stuff going on. But I think that the more we do this, we're going to discover what it is that God's getting ready to do. So mm -hmm. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by just listening to everybody talk today. So uh, it's definitely been an encouragement for me, but we know that you guys got places to go. We are recording this, for those of you listening online, before Christmas. So Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great one because this actually won't air until 2022, the first Thursday in All January right. on our podcast. So if you're listening there, it was pre-recorded, but I hope you're having a great new year so far. And what is the first Thursday in January? This will be going up. So we are looking at right there. I think it's right in the first week of January, isn't it? Anybody got a calendar in front of them? It's the third. The sixth. January 1st is on a yep. Saturday. So January 6th. So you're six days into the new year. And I pray that it's going well for you. Get ready, 2022. But when we're talking now, it's still 2021 and God's not done yet. So uh, get ready for the new. Welcome to the newness. The newness. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I am just like I said, looking forward to the new year. I hope everybody has a safe and Merry Christmas. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. So when are we doing this again? You, you need to Soon. let us know. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> and hopefully next time Aaron will be with us as well. Uh, yes, he will. Awesome. Yes, he, he will. will be with us next time. He will. He will. He will. Yes, he will. Unless yes, it's a will. scheduling conflict. That'd be the only reason he wouldn't be with us. But, uh, but he Not will be. He will conflict. be. Nope. <laughs> it won't have anything to do with COVID. Because that's right. already been cast out. Right? Yes. In Jesus' yep. name. So uh, thank you so much to all our listeners. If you're checking on the podcast, if you want to see it in the video, I will have it up on our uh, Unified Rumble channel that is coming soon at this point. And uh, we will let you hear this on the podcast, though, on January 6th. If the video is up by then, you want to see a video of it, go there. You can also visit nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. We'll have things up there for you to check out what's going on. Looking forward to keeping in touch with everybody that's on this panel, including those that are coming in the future. I want to say God bless each and every one of you. Thank you to every one of you that's here today. Thanks for stepping in and... Just helping me encourage the people. That's the blessing of Unified. People don't realize that we're just real people, too, that just decided to say yes to God. We weren't always yes. the Christians, per se, but <laughs> we were people, and we were people first, but then we said yes to God. So thank you so much. Good. You're out there listening. NextLevelFreedomChurch.com. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys next time right here on Unified. Unified.